Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I know there are a lot of unofficial ends to summer. George and I getting together to talk three hours of football, basically, sure feels like an unofficial end of summer. Welcome in. We're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And two weeks from right now... I have a feeling we'll be talking, George, about the craziness that has happened in week one. But with the preseason wrapping up tonight with the final preseason game between the Saints and the Texans. Yeah, we're getting close to real football in the NFL. By this. What up, George? Sorry, we what? didn't. What's going on? No, I was saying, are you excited by this preseason action that we're watching right now. No. I am <laughs> Thank not. You. I am Thank not. You. I am not. I am excited to be back with you. It, it's, a, it's a great time. It was the summer successful, a su- summer uh, success, summer of George. Was it everything you wished it was and more? Uh, it, was, it was solid. It was a eight and a half summer. Could have been a ten. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it was a solid eight and, eight and a half. It'll do. It'll All right. Okay. How would oh, the you? The fall re- is going real well, though. The fall. Real so, well. Yeah, your unofficial end of summer probably happened like a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Already. Yes. Right. Yeah. 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 We are. We are two high school football games in already. <laughs> Things <laughs> going in the right direction, so everything's good. All right. Good. Good. Uh, how would you rate on a scale of one to ten Trey Lance's tenure uh, with the San Francisco 49ers? I would rate it for Trey Lance a. 
two out of ten. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah, 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 two two out of ten because the only way it could have been worse is if he had had a career-ending injury. Like, that's literally the only way it could have gone worse. Um, but for the 49ers, I would give it a I would give it an eight and a half. They made it to the NFC Championship game and they without them and they, you know, were in the NFC. Well, yes, back to back. So, yeah, so it's going well for them. So you think you're of the of the ilk that Trey Lance failed the 49ers and the 49ers. No, 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 no. I am of the ilk that like that the 49ers are fine. That it that even if Trey Lance were playing well for them, they likely wouldn't be in a better position than they are right now. Yep, that's fair. the The issue though is, I do hate though how the Forty ers have handled this situation. You draft a quarterback who's twenty years old who hasn't played a lot of football. He gets hurt his rookie year, comes back second year. You name him the starter. The unquestioned starter, he plays one game in the worst conditions that you could possibly play in last season. In, the game was in Chicago, right? Yes. And then the beginning of the second game, he breaks his leg. So you have no idea how this would have worked. And Kyle Shanahan said, we were going to build an offense around him. So then you get Brock Purdy starting, right? And then... Over the offseason, who do you think they were building the who do you think they were building the offense around? This this past offseason? Yes. Probably Brock Purdy. Exactly. So so when Kyle Shanahan said and he told on himself, when he said we were building an offense around Trey Trey Lance, that means playing the Trey strengths, helping him be successful early, knowing that he hadn't played a ton, letting him grow as the season went went along. So, if that's the case, like, why this Debbie Downer, oh, he's just not looking. Of course he's not looking good. It's not in an offense that's conducive to uh, him. I guarantee you that during the offseason, there weren't very many quarterback runs or getting a quarterback on the the edge or or using run pass ability that – that you would would have had if he they were building the offense for him. Look at Lamar Jackson with Greg Roman his first few years. Imagine trying to put Lamar Jackson in Todd Munkin's system that he's running right now, which by all accounts he's running extremely successfully. Imagine trying to put him in that his first couple years in a year, in, in in the league when he needed to grow and was leaning on his athleticism more. Wouldn't have worked. Exactly. So that's why when, when, when people are like, oh, Trey's a bum, he can't put Dude, Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold have thrown 1,700 passes apiece in games since 2018. And Trey Lance has thrown 420. And he hasn't even been able to practice because he's been hurt his rookie and his second year. So the development is a little bit behind where you would expect him to be. And you're not uh, tailoring an offense around him. So, of course, there's a lack of success. See, this is – you said something off the top that I think is what makes this so 
such a unique situation. It's because the 49ers are a winning team. They are a successful franchise. They have been winning. But the way that the situation seemingly has been handled and and to the point of just cutting your losses from Trey Lance and making it a bad pick, I think that's one thing. This seems to be a bigger deal, right? Because not only is it a mistreating of Trey Lance, there's also this weird Jimmy Garoppolo story that has been around the franchise for, you know, for for the last couple of years and them speaking candidly about Jimmy G being traded and not being there and then him actually coming back and really Brock Purdy honestly falls in their laps. Like, Have you like, noticed that they haven't really liked the quarterback like that? No, it, like they, Jim, Jimmy was supposed to be the guy. I don't know. Trey, I don't know. And Nick Mullins and everybody else in between. I don't know. They're going to they're going to fall out of love with 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 Brock Purdy too. That's the that's the funny thing about Mullins though and CJ Beathard because Beathard is drafted. They traded up to get him in 2017 in the 3rd round. Of course in the 2017 draft, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, top quarterbacks, but Kyle Shanahan loved CJ Beathard. And obviously we know about the rumors of him wanting Mac Jones or favoring Mac Jones over Trey Lance in the 2021 draft. But they had Nick Mullins for a while as well. And this is two or three years ago, George, the teams were calling Nick Mullins. And I even read a piece, Michael Lombardi, uh, you know, the former NFL GM that does a lot of media, uh, said a few years ago that multiple teams were calling on the Niners for Nick Mullins. And they were like, uh-uh, we're going to keep him. And, and to me, it's weird because it seems like they play favorites. Like there's like Jimmy Garoppolo came in, won his first five starts for the Niners. Like it was it was off and running, then blows out his knee, and it seemingly is downhill. Overthrows you know Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl, um, everything that came with it. But it will turn on you quick. Yes, yes, and that is what that is the part that sticks with me. So like when we're talking about like who failed who, I think I think you're right in the in the fact of yeah the Niners are fine, they're winning. But are they really taking care of their players? And and, ta- and and did Trey Lance get a get a fair shot? Because all of the information that I've heard is, yeah, Trey Lance wasn't doing this. Trey Lance is just not getting it. Well, where do you think that information is coming from? Who's exactly. leaking that information out there? And that's the problem that I have with this whole thing is, listen, tr- you're right. You're 100% correct. Trey Lance probably never really had a chance considering his injuries. And if the Niners wanted to cut bait – that's fine. You know what? Take your medicine. You're one of the best teams in the NFL. You could win a Super Bowl this year. I'm not worried about the, the collateral and the damage of, of blowing the third overall pick in the NFL. It's not what it was, you know, 10, 15 years ago. But, yeah, just of, of what you're saying, of trying to put a guy into a system that, you know, maybe didn't necessarily work and then having these leaks and out, it just leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And, like, when it comes down to it, I'm like, the 49ers failed Trey Lance just like they failed Jimmy Garoppolo and needed him to kind of save their season for a little while last year. And, and that that's a problem, and I feel that well, the Niners get so much love because they're winning games, and oh, Kyle Shanahan's this, and Kyle Shanahan's that. He's so great. Look at this track record, and I don't see this in a lot of other teams. This, I don't know if dysfunction bingo. is the right word, George, but... No, no, no. You are 100% right, Dan. You don't see this... Like, like if you look at what the Jets are doing with, with Zach Wilson... Probably 20% of the reason why they brought 
Aaron Rodgers in is to is so he can teach Zach Wilson. Like that was 20% of the mm-hmm. reason because they realized, oh, wait, we failed him in the beginning not by not having one single quarterback in the room that had thrown an NFL pass or knew how to prepare, knew how to show him how to lead, knew anything. And now they're and everything last year. Oh, you, you even after he wasn't starting, you haven't seen the last of Zach Wilson. You haven't, you haven't, you haven't. And that and that's why you see Aaron Rodgers actually taking this kid under his wing because there's something there. And when yep. you look at the at the Niners and this team, this revolving door at quarterback. And and I said this earlier this this week, Dan, about he that Brock Purdy, he had a good seven games. He had one 300-yard game, and that was in the playoffs. But a large part of his success is due to that smothering defense and the fact that, you know, they run the ball extremely well. So that, that helps a young quarterback be successful. But you have to remember, that NFL coordinators, they get the book on you and then they try to make you play left-handed. They, uh, t- two years ago, Dan, do you remember when Patrick Mahomes was having, quote-unquote, his worst season of all time at 4,800 yards and 30, 37 <laughs> yeah. touchdowns yeah. and 13 picks? Yeah, yeah. Because he couldn't throw it deep because everybody was going to force him to dink and dunk. And you know what he did? He adjusted same thing with Tom Brady when he was getting pressured more and all this stuff. The, get, get the ball out quick. And we will see through the first six games if Brock Purdy can play left-handed because they are going to attack him at the things that, they, that he seemingly does poorly or doesn't do as well. So then that's how we're going to see if Brock Purdy is that. Or they may be in a quarterback conundrum again and trying to lean on Sam Darnold, which is – Okay, good luck, buddy. It is it is such great PR as well to be like, oh, we're the ones who fixed Sam Darnold. Right? You know, the Jets couldn't do it. Panthers had, had trouble doing it. We're the ones. We, we did as the 49ers. And I think 49ers defenders would also say, well, hey, yeah, Trey Lance didn't work out, but Brock Purdy did. And that's what Kyle Shanahan does. And the only thing I would say to that was, if that was the case, then why wasn't Brock Purdy the number two when Trey Lance went down? That you needed it's, to bring Jimmy Garoppolo back. Exactly. Look at look at what's his name at the the same thing Shanahan did with RG three and Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's that he just likes a particular type of quarterback and doesn't really know how to play to the strengths of somebody like an RG. And granted, I know RG three's leg fell off, but. And, and and that caused a, a clear situation in, in, in his career. But there may be something about Kyle Shanahan not knowing how to play or how to, you know, deal with a quarterback like that. It reminds me when Danny Ainge is getting so much praise in Boston as the GM and they couldn't win. All the deals that they were doing, George, all the trades – and yep. but you know, like, like he's it, a genius. Yeah. Look at these deals. Yeah. Nobody can make these deals. He fleeced everybody to the same spot that everybody else was at. Yes. Yes. And I get that sense with the 49ers. Like we think they're going to be in it. We think they're going to be a top team in the NFC and have a legitimate chance at winning Super Bowl 58. But I feel like we look away from this, you know, from from the bad stuff. And this stuff just isn't happening to 
to other teams. And that's what makes it such a it makes it such a juicy topic as well, because I do think people take sides. And I just I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be a great quarterback. I have no idea. I just don't feel for for especially for what he had under his belt collegiately, which wasn't much, George. I mean, you used the Lamar Jackson. At least we knew Lamar Jackson won a Heisman. You know, played played at Louisville, had had a Heisman Trophy season. Like with Trey Lance, it was so much on speculation and possibility that we still don't even know really what is there. And I just I, I don't think that he got a fair shake in San Francisco. Doesn't matter for the 49ers because they're a contender. But I think the conversation is is juicy because of all the different elements that fall into yes. it. Yes, and I hope the young man. I know he's going to start out at the number three in Dallas, but I, I hope that learning from, from, from Dak or w- whatever comes of this, that he gets a chance to grow and then gets a legitimate shot. Because if he gets a legitimate shot, I, I, I couldn't be any more happy, and then you let the chips fall where they may from there. Hit up George at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. Football fans, be sure to tune in to Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff, for Count Get Down to kickoff, presented by BetMGM. They'll have you covered right before all of the Saturday and Sunday games, all the way through Super Bowl Sunday. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekend mornings right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. One college football team had their heart ripped out this morning. We respond to that news next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Byer, and we have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like 
choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Fox Sports Sunday, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Uh, George, there will be easy as one, two, three, four coming up in 75 minutes. It is back. Oh, we back. Can't it is we back. back. For a for a few stints before the NFL season resumes, uh, Newman, hello Newman, our second Seinfeld reference of the uh, show, wanted to make sure that there was easy as one, two, three, four. Yes, uh, there is. There is one ready to go in the categories next hour after we speak with Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, Major League Baseball, the NFL, college football, and basketball. Those are the four topics that we have covered in easy as one, two, three, four. Uh, one of the topics we're going to talk about right now is college football. Uh, awful morning for Arizona State football players. Finding out. Oh, my God. Finding out. <laughs> that's where George. I don't know if that's George the player, but I it sure feels like it's George the former player comes out. The uh, Arizona State football team was notified this morning that they were self-imposing a bowl ban for the 2023 season. That is the, the season that for them starts Thursday night when they take on Southern Utah. So there was no postseason, no bowl possibilities for Arizona State, all because of the uh, possible sanctions coming down from infractions caused when Herm Edwards was the head coach. Uh, the bowl ban uh, for the 2023 season uh, really hurts the 20 or so seniors that are on the squad. And that's the conversation that I'm hearing a lot about is these 20 players that maybe had an opportunity to go elsewhere. If they wanted in the offseason, a play, a, you know, transfer, do whatever. Uh, now they won't be able to uh, participate in a bowl game. If Arizona State was going to be able to play in a bowl game, new head coach Kenny Dillingham is there. Um, that program under Dillingham, I think a lot of people believe is in there. It's going to be a good program with him at the helm, but they got to pay the piper now. Bull ban in 2023, George. Where do I start with this, Dan? So with Herm, you want to start with the uh, no, decision I, by the I'm, school? I'm going to start with the NCAA. Okay. So this bull ban is to preempt whatever NCAA punishment is coming. Now, Arizona State broke the rules during COVID, just like, you know, Jim, Jim Harbaugh did, other people did. They were kind of flagrant with some of the stuff that they did with flights and stuff like that. But here, here's, the, here's, here's the issue, Dan. The NCAA, which wants you to believe that amateurism is real and that, oh, my gosh, if these players start getting money, it's going to just ruin college sports. Even though it's a, even though it's professional sports for everybody else involved, except for the people who are actually driving the revenue. And then, well, it's an exchange for a scholarship for an education. Well, how about when North Carolina and other schools weren't educating those players and putting them in sham classes and forcing them to do it? 
Oh, or or Baylor, the the things that happen at Baylor. Oh, you don't have any power to do anything there, right? Some something of actual substance. But Jim Harbaugh, the recruit getting a meal that he shouldn't get, dude, stop it. It it, it is gross. It is lame. It is weak. And then the NCAA is going to, was going to or is going to level some levy some punishment at some point in time. And all of the people who were involved with the, 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 the players that were involved in either are have transferred or don't go there. The head coach is gone. The only people that are there are the president of the school and the athletic director, Ray Anderson, who presided over all of this. Everybody else is gone, Dan. Mm-hmm. And, and then you're going to levy a bowl ban. This is like when they vacate wins. It is stupid. It is stupid. And then Arizona State's trying to preempt that. Now, on, on, their, on their end, though, they're actually doing a smart thing because, Dan, they weren't going to no bowl game no way. Sure. <laughs> this team wasn't going to no bowl game. So so they're 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 self-imposing a punishment in a in a year where they know they weren't going to a bowl game and yep. it'd be a miracle if they made a bowl game. Yeah. But it's still weak. I it stinks for the for those seniors. It it does. There's there's nothing that can be done about that. It's the timing though. It it is what they you know they what? play next Saturday and then the wind just gets taken out of your sails I, like oh if we turn out to even though nobody expects us to make a bowl game if we turn out to make a bowl game bro it doesn't even matter but you know you know what I blame for the timing of it and it's awful that it's this week and it's awful that it happened this morning I think what they you know wanted to do is they wanted you know if they lose to Southern Utah on Thursday night. Uh, it's easy to throw something up there as a sacrificial lamb, if you will. Well, obviously, it's not going to be our season, so we'll impose it now. I think they wanted to get in front of it. But I also think, George, they needed to get this out of the way before joining the Big 12. And that's the part of it where it's like because of everything that has transpired this summer and really in the last, what, month or six weeks that we've we've had of of conference realignment, I think that's a problem with this. So, like, if you're Arizona State, and heck, if you're the Big 12 and you're opening your arms to the school and welcoming them in, the last thing you want is an institution that's under NCAA investigation and may not have a bowl, you know, to play in their first season in the league. So I think that they felt like, all right, let's get this out of the way now, to your point, in a season that we probably aren't going to make a bowl game, and the 20 people, the seniors on the team are the ones who are going to have to pay the price. The tough part about it is Tennessee got an $8 million fine for their infractions. There was no postseason ban Dude, for what they happened were under. Paying, they were paying players in McDonald's bags. Dude. Like they were actually <laughs> handing out money. And whatever, whatever ASU did, and I have been privy to some private conver- conversations about what actually went on, it ain't worse than what went on at t- Tennessee. I'm telling you that. And, and I thought when that when that fine was handed out, George, I said, you know what? That actually makes some sense because of what you talked about, the coaches not being there, you yep. know, maybe players, recruits, you know, assistant coaches, nobody's there to take the penalty, that the fine would be on the institution that employed them. Or, and that, that to me makes a lot more sense. I kind of thought after the Tennessee ban that there would be no, you know, there wouldn't be this postseason ban anymore it'd be better to hit the pocketbook than it would be to 
penalize the current team or the current members of the team. But I just wonder if Arizona State saying like, all right, this is the lesser of the two evils. Really sorry, 20 seniors, but we're not going to give up $8 million um, for a season that wasn't going to amount to much anyway. For uh, for Dillingham, by all accounts, it's part of his contract that he now gets another year extended on that, so he's not hurting. He was like, hell yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> so it's it stinks. It really does. And I just I saw outrage so much on social media today, and I get it on the surface. But I think when you dig into what's happening at Arizona State, what's ahead at Arizona State, what could be happening, it really stinks for those 20 seniors. But in the end, it was probably the best scenario for them to lay down such a substantial punishment that you said was likely unattainable with the team that they had this season anyway. So I actually think that. But but stranger things happen. Stranger things happen. <laughs> don't expect them to be. I, I would be highly surprised. I mean, like on a on a scale from one to ten college football sur- surprise, I would be at eight and a half. Or nine if they made a bowl game, but things like this happen. You mm-hmm. you you like sneak a couple of close wins, and you end up in a in a place where your freshman quarterback Jaden Rashada, who's starting this year as a true freshman, and and if you remember, he was he was the kid that was going to Florida, had the NIL deal, and then that whole thing blew up. That's him. And now he's starting over there. And when you look at their schedule, they got Northern Arizona and Eastern Michigan in the non-conference. So those should be wins. Then they got at Oklahoma State. If they can mess around and sneak Arizona State, Oklahoma State, now you got a chance at six wins. Now, you, I mean, it's going to be uphill sledding with Utah, but- USC, uh they do avoid Oregon, though. But that, uh, and then Washington and back-to-back to back games. Then they got Stanford, Colorado. Those are winnable games. But we're talking about missing out on the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, but it, it, it's a good experience for the kids. <laughs> what was that? I didn't. Really, I didn't think that was such a that was such a bad shot. I thought that that was no. That of, was a shot. That was <laughs> that was. But but it was. But like that's. And heck, George, if they had that magical season next year where let's just say, I don't know, they get into the top 12, you know, like you're you're looking at. Oh, that's you know, the, the, Dan, Dan, this is college football. This is not uh, golf where uh, like you can run up a good tournament as like an amateur or something. No, no. There there comes a point where, you know, it, it's like it's like Wisconsin playing against. Michigan or Ohio State at some point but, in time you just run out of talent. But wouldn't it but when the play and I'm not I'm just saying you take of all the scenarios we're talking about missing out on the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl here and even if they just exceeded expectations. They have a 9 win season. Vegas maybe, Bowl? You know, like maybe the Vegas Bowl but when the playoff expands to 12, you don't want to be sitting there being like, man, you know, the year that Ohio State when when they imposed their bowl ban and they went undefeated, 
they should have done it the year before when Trestle yep. got fired and Luke Fickle had to come That's in. That's exactly as when you should have did it. Exactly. So then you have this unbeaten season that, you know, culminates with nothing at the end of it. Like, that's the thing that Arizona State is, I think, at least preventing in this case. Check this out. I am not taking any punishment prior to the NCAA levying it. It could could be years. We could fight it. by by, By the time they actually come to a punishment, the damn NC, like football may not even be, well, in reality, the football championship is not even governed under the NCAA. So, like, they really don't even have any power. And look at the way Kansas basketball, LSU basketball, and Arizona all thumb their nose up d- despite their coaches being caught on tape. Bro, I'm not giving in to that. They, there is nothing that they could say to me. That would that would be, you know, scary to me. It's not like when I was in college, Dan, we ended up under investigation and with the NCAA and I had to sit in one of them scary meetings where they're like, we will take your eligibility away. But, you know, you stand up, you don't fold, you'll be all right. Interesting. I'd love to hear more about that. Can, can you can you shed us some light on what that's all about? Oh man! Yes. It, okay. It, 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 yes. Yes. Let's I, let's yeah, do yes, it after. That was a long time ago. So that's okay. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. After Monty gives us the latest, as we're live from the TireRack.com studios. Today's show is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. What's happening, Monty? Hi, guys. Oh, Reunited, and it feels so good. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a been while. A while. <laughs> yeah, there we go. That's right. Guys, we've got some baseball happening right now and an exciting game between the Rangers and the Twins. They're tied at five apiece. It's the bottom of the 11th inning, and there's been two grand slams in this game. I mean, that's how you do it. First, it was Jonah Heim of the Rangers. Then it was Royce Lewis of the Twins. Still tied. Again, bottom of the 11th inning. Twins have a man on first base. They're about to start the bottom of the 11th inning. Did did I ever tell you about the night that I had three grand slams? Is that a drink? No, it's uh, it's at Denny's. At Denny's. (laughs) Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. Junior year in college, 3 a.m. That was the place to go. Yes. That really was a grand. I've never had a grand slam, to be honest with you. What is it? Breakfast? Yes. Oh, no. Well, no, thank you. No, gracias. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of breakfast food. Anyway, anyway, what? you guys can crucify me later I on that. I know. I'm not a big fan of breakfast then, food, like eggs and all that. I just, mm, not so much. The Reds and the Diamondbacks are tied at one apiece, top of the sixth inning. And the Mariners are blanking the Royals at home, 3-0. Julio Rodriguez with a two-run homer. It is the bottom of the sixth inning. Earlier today, the Dodgers beat the Red Sox. That's right, 7-4. Mookie Betts homers everywhere, even over the Green Monster. But Freddie Freeman doubled twice in the game, so now he's officially the Dodgers single season franchise leader in doubles with 50 and I don't even think it's September yet guys so he's probably gonna break that even more the Rays held on to beat the Yankees 7-4 to but don't worry the benches cleared twice in the game first after Randy Arozarena was hit by a pitch and then literally a few minutes later after he stole second and third base what are the umpires doing you can't call balls and strikes and you can't stop fights I'm telling you the benches cleared twice in a matter of minutes and the Rockies snapped the 
Orioles' four-game winning streak coming out on top 4-3. to three. The Tour Championship had a brief weather delay earlier today. Victor Hovland, though, is still in the lead. He's been in the lead. 24 under par overall. Xander Schauffele is five strokes back. He was six. Now he's five strokes back in second place. In the NFL, it was announced earlier today that the Miami Dolphins and defensive lineman Zach Sealer have agreed on a three-year extension worth up to $38 million with $20 million guaranteed. The NFL Network reports that the Dolphins and defensive tackle Christian Wilkins were unable to come to terms on a new deal. And then Inter-Miami announced that Lionel Messi is going to miss at least three games this season because of national team duties, but they don't know what what games actually they do know but they won't tell you he could miss lafc's game here guys and it just sucks because people he ain't missing lafc game I, I can i can tell you that they go they go he gonna so, be out in la so let me tell you so argentina plays ecuador on september 7th right that lafc game is on september 3rd then the Argentina plays Bolivia on September 12th. And then the Inter-Miami plays Kansas City on September 9th and Atlanta United on September 16th. Those are the games that seem to be affected, but they won't say officially which ones. I would be so mad if I had tickets to any of these games. Anyway, private, back to you guys. Private jets work, man. Monty just did that to flex on the Argentina and uh, Ecuador pronunciation. <laughs> That, no, that's why that story what? was put what? into place. Well, that is, maybe. That is, what a major Argentina. flex. Argentina? Argentina? Oh, it's, it's so great. Uh, yeah, hit her up at Monty Bolaños. I think on all platforms, basically, right? Yes. 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 Oh, uh, we're live from the Tyrec.com studios. All right, George, I do want to get this story about what it's like in probation. Can we do it a little bit later on in the show? Because Monty's Mont- sure, got a lot on her mind. Yeah. According to Monty, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. It's next year on Fox Sports Sunday. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Two weeks away from the start of the NFL regular season. Heck, less than that if you want to count Thursday Night Football. Welcome in. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Our NFL insider, Adam Kaplan, joins us approximately 620 Eastern, 320 Pacific here on Fox Sports Radio. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. Hit George up at George Reister. You can find me, Dan Beyer, at Dan Beyer on Fox. And uh, it's that time of the week. And now it's time for Absolutely nuts. It's not going to be pretty According to Monsi I love it Sam and I were just dancing That's why We, we got we got distracted yeah. We were dancing Oh, Monsi Blanos <laughs> I, I, I missed this I've, t- I've, I've missed this quite a bit I know You've missed out on a lot of hot takes Oh, uh, 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 According to Monsi Maybe the relationship between Shohei Otani and the Angels Isn't as severed as people think Obviously, it was terrible to hear that Shohei Otani has a torn UCL for the second time in his career and that he's not going to pitch the rest of the season. I was one of the very few people that thought Artie Moreno should hold on to Otani and not trade him. Nobody agreed with me, but that's what I thought. After this injury, several people went on to attack and crucify the Angels organization for, like, letting the greatest player, you know, basically get hurt like this. And I don't think that we should be doing this to the Angels. The Angels offered Otani an MRI. His team declined it because they didn't think it was necessary. I think the Angels have done everything right by by Otani. They're obviously listening to him. They're trusting him. They're letting him be a two-way player however he wants. Otani is still hitting for the Angels. He played today, even though the Angels lost. Uh, That tells me that Otani and his people don't have any bad blood with the Angels. If they thought the Angels were at fault, why would Otani, why would his people, why would his agent let him play? Right now, there is no point for Otani to play. They would have benched him, and that would have been it. But it's clear that maybe things aren't as fractured as maybe some people think. Obviously, Otani has the Mamba mentality. He's not going to take time off just to take time off. He knows the fans want to see him. I just think that this would have been a very clear sign if he wouldn't have played the rest of the season, that he and the Angels were on a different page. And maybe uh, no. they're not. No, Monty. He just Georgie. needs that MVP. He just needs that MVP. He, what are you talking about? What do you mean? What do you mean? I, he, I still think he would be given the MVP if he didn't finish out this, what, month of games that don't matter? Nah, you need. I, that. I side with Monty on this. I actually Thank do. You. I think that there's Thank something. You. There's something to that. If they would have traded him, which I didn't think was possible anyway, I don't know what you would give up. But that right. was my whole point. But uh, for him to continue playing, yeah. Also, if they trade him, there's no way he's coming back. Correct. Like there's he's no not way he's coming like, back anyway. I don't know, uh, man. At least this gives is him a chance. this gives him. And I'm just saying, why is he playing? There's no reason for him to play aside that he wants to, and he, there's no bad blood here. I'm just saying. According to Monsi. According to Monsi, she doesn't know who was worse this week. Cowboys owner Jerry Jones or Orioles owner John Angelo. Yeah, so we all know Cowboys acquired quarterback Trey Lance from the 49ers. I understand that this is a business. I get all that. But 
Jerry Jones really did Dak Prescott dirty by doing this and not really telling him about it. Jones is thinking of the team's future. I get that. I really do. That's fine. But Prescott is the face of your team right now. You could have easily had this conversation with him, kind of just told him, hey, we're going to do this. It's not that we don't trust you. Instead, he just pulled the rug from under him. And I don't see how this doesn't negatively affect Dak's mental state going into the season. I just like, I don't know what you're doing, Jerry Jones. I understand it's a business, but you easily could have handled this a lot better. And right now, I feel bad for Dak. Now, if, huh? if Trey Lance is any threat to Dak Prescott this season, then Dak's got major problems. And, and I, right, I just think Jerry Jones sucked in how he handled this. That's all. You make an excellent point. I just, when you hear Dak saying, I had no idea, like I was, I didn't know. Why? Just have a conversation. You're supposed to be, you know, the general manager. You should have a good relationship. You don't want to have a bad relationship with your quarterback. I don't have the patience to jack with you today. Okay, shut up, Jerry. (laughs) Then there's John Angelos, who told the New York York Times earlier this week how cheap they are. No, I mean, mean, he said it was going to be difficult to extend their young stars and blah, blah, blah. We're a small market. The numbers, la, la, la. We're going to have to raise prices dramatically. But for real, if I were an Orioles fan, I would be so mad to hear my ownership say this out loud. Fans are not stupid. Obviously, they know if you hold on to these stars, prices are going to go up. Don't say you're not going to do it. That's so stupid. The timing of you it. You are 100% right. Right? It, it, it just takes all the wind out of the Yeah. Face. What are you doing? Especially, like, you have such a good team right now. Stop. According to Monsey. According to Monsey, all teams should do what the Orioles are trying to do. I don't know if you guys know what they're trying to do. They are trying to get a clubhouse dog. Every team should do this. Dogs are better than humans. They instantly make you feel better. Apparently, the A's groundkeeper has a dog that hangs around the clubhouse, and the Orioles fell in love when they went to play them. Her name was Reba, so pitcher Cole Irvin is leading the quest to get a dog at Camden Yards. They want to adopt the dog and name it Camden. Guys. I like this. I love this. I Imagine like you lose a tough game, and you go into your clubhouse, and you see this little furry dog wagging its tail at you, and comes and like sits on your lap. All of a sudden, oh, what? you're going to feel better. But, Monty, what if someone's deathly allergic to dogs? Well, that sucks. Trade them. Go to another team. Oh. I'm just saying <laughs> this will automatically, like, boost morale. Who pooped in my glove? It uh, doesn't matter. It was Camden. <laughs> you better clean it up. It was Camden, okay? I think is I, I, great idea. Great, great, great idea. I hope they're able to pull it off. There's just logistics, logistics that they say they have to figure out, like, when they're away, who's going to take care of the dog. But I think all teams should consider doing something like this really Uh, can we have a dog here yeah it really helped in those rough stretches (laughs) yeah yeah exactly that's your best dad joke of the day (laughs) that was good yes that was good but seriously oh there it is according to monty little doggy running around after you lost you're all of a sudden not mad (laughs) all of a sudden you're like oh man that was a tough loss come here camden stop it i'm gonna bring a dog to the station how'd that work in the jaguars locker room george Better than the axe and stump, yes. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. well the Jack, Jack, Jack would have taken the dog back after, after oh. we had like a losing streak. So. More changes in college sports. It's all next on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. 
And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Inside the NFL Talk coming up in 20 minutes or so as we're broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there on unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. We talk college football, and I do want to bring back something that happened uh, last Hour. If you missed it, you can always go after the show, foxsportsradio.com. Click on podcasts and find Fox Sports Radio Weekends. We we're talking about the story where Arizona State ended up self-imposing a bowl ban earlier today. Not many people were in on the loop, especially the 20 seniors on the team. So they now play their final season in Tempe with no hope of going to a bowl game. That stinks. I think everything else considered, it was probably the right move for Arizona State. George made a comment about the NC made a lot of comments about the NCAA, but also George, you referenced a time where you had to speak uh, with the NCAA. I'll let you shed more light on that just to, to set the scene of what it was like to be questioned about a possible NCAA investigation. Yeah, they were uh, investigating us up at Oregon because it, it was over an allegation that a booster about whether some jerseys had been sold to a booster. And so now that actually changed how Oregon handles their uniforms because at the end of the season, they would give you your uniforms, but now they wait for you to graduate to give you your uniform. So they get, give you like 30 uniforms when you, when you graduate and, and, and to make, and to make, make it even worse they make you pay for them like hundred bucks. Oh, wow. So like, Which sure. is, I mean, it's it's much less than what they would cost. Yeah. And now they, and now with the new NIL rules and, and all of that, like scholarships being above the cost of attendance, they can give them to them. But the idea, though, that, like, it's your jersey, right? So why can't you sell your jersey? Why can't you sell your shoes? Why can't you sell your bowl ring if it, if it belongs to you? And so, and so, so anyways, they call us in. They interview me, Sammy Parker, Ontario Smith, and they're like, oh, yo, how did this guy get get uh, here? There's a phone number that was tra-. like, bro, I don't know what y'all talking about. I don't even know this person, this, this, and this, which was all true. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I can't speak for anything anybody else did or, or anybody from any other colleges or anything like that, but... The NCAA, they they show up and then they say, if we find out that that you had any part in this or that you didn't tell us, then you will be ineligible. You will never play college football again. And it's like over a jersey, though, over a jersey. Sure. So I was like, listen, I know I know nothing. I have no (laughs) I have no recollection of the events in question don't know what y'all are talking about and don't even care to know they're like oh can you ask around no i can't ask around because i don't want to ask around and it's just a big and they probably interviewed me i it it was like an interrogation in the movies like where were you on the night of the 15th type type action you yes you in a room two people across from a table Nothing else was in the room and they're just talking to you. And it probably lasted three, four hours. 
This is – and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, okay, college, you know, football players usually the big man on campus, but you're still, what, 19, 20 years old, you know, in a situation like that. Yes, um, it was scary. Yeah. It was scary yeah. as hell. Yeah. They put the fear <laughs> – they put the fear in you. In the oh, end – Oh, they definitely I, do. Yeah. What, and, I mean, what, what was the outcome? I mean, like, was there, was there anything that, that transpired oh, from it? Or? Nope. Nope. All they all they did is 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 make some alle- make some allegations and say, oh, man, we're, uh, you know, that that this better not happen and we're going to continue to invest investigate. But nope, nothing came out of it. Well, this again on the heels of the Arizona State story that, that broke this morning. And one of the reasons why I felt that Arizona State imposed this bull ban is they kind of wanted to go into the Big 12 next season with a clean slate and what the big 12 was going to look like actually was up in the air over the last 48 hours or so within the last hour or two, there now seems to be momentum of reports saying, which was something that we had, we had heard of previously, George, but of Cal Stanford SMU possibly joining the ACC Cal and Stanford would not get full revenue shares, get about 30%, I think was the report from Ross Dellinger of of Yahoo Sports. SMU wouldn't be taking any shares of that early on. That's desperation. That is desperation. Well, it's also, yeah, you try to, you know, find a way to survive, figure out Yeah, but I'm not mad because they want to be – SM, SMU was going to be fine in in the uh, in the AAC and everything, but they don't want to be in the AAC. They want to be in the uh, in in the big boys club. They mm-hmm. want to be in the Power Five club. So that's why all of this has taken place. And and, and you got to remember, SMU is like Texas A and M. Everybody think that Texas got that money, but SMU got that money, money too. Whereas Texas, Texas A&M has the biggest endowment of any, what, like non-Ivy League school. They got serious money. And SMU's like, yeah, we, we have some oil money, some donors that are going to pick up this $30, $50 million a year until we can get, get right. But you know what we are going to do? We're coming back from this death penalty. And we're coming back in a major way. That's why I actually wanted, when the Pac-12 was talking about expanding, I was like, bring SMU. Mm -hmm. They will turn into a real good team real fast. They're out of Dallas. They they have enough money and support behind them, kind of like Houston with Tillman Fertitta. And and George Klyavkov was seen at SMU games, college basketball games last season. I know he was in terms of, you know, looking at that school oh, now. We're, we're not even going to talk about uh, <laughs> George and, and Larry Michael Scott. The, uh, but this, this begs the question again, and it's been my issue with the ACC, and I, I hope I don't sound like a broken record, but the four schools that ended up voting against admitting Cal and Stanford as members recently – you still need one of those four, and it's North Carolina, NC State, Clemson, and Florida State, obviously, because Florida State's made a lot of noise about not being happy with their standing in the conference and the revenue that they get. Now you have these schools coming in, and the question that's up for debate is the money that you would get with the additional revenue from those schools, it wouldn't be evenly distributed amongst the 15 members of the ACC, 
Florida State, Clemson, North Carolina, and NC State are going to want to be taken care of. And that's the part where, George, not only doesn't it not make sense geographically to be able to have those schools compete in football, men's basketball, and women's basketball, but I just don't understand, like, why the ACC doesn't – it, 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 maybe it's their only way they think they can take care of Florida State and Clemson and North Carolina and NC State. But to me, it just seems like they're focusing on those three schools who weren't wanted by other leagues, by the way. No, they try- are. They, 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 Florida State, Clemson, and and I'm North Carolina, Virginia, they're all wanted by no, other leagues. No, I'm not talking about them. They they absolutely are. And I think North Carolina is the apple of the SEC in the Big Ten side. I'm talking about Cal and Stanford. Oh, meaning, oh, meaning, oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, it's like why, why would the SEC feel like there's value in adding those teams unless well, the only way that they feel that there's value is their money is then given to those four schools. That's that, that's why is that is that they are trying to. So, ESPN has a pro a prorated clause in there that if the conference expands, then the money goes up. Fox does not have that as part of their contract well, well well that's with the big 12 but like but the uh but with the espn and the acc the money goes up as you add teams mm-hmm. so so the acc is trying to find money because they're locked into that that terrible contract which doesn't end till 2036 i don't think bro they're locked in for a long long time and it doesn't put them in a position where they can be successful, find what well, or keep up with the Joneses successfully. So this was a way to get a few more dollars, you know, five, six, eight million more dollars a year, which is going to make everybody a little bit more happy. And they're hoping that that because their grant of rights is so tight that they're going to be able to find another way. But I don't know. I don't know if there's a way forward with with Florida State who wants out. Are you with me that it's just a matter of time? Like there could be a countdown clock to the ACC's days? Yes. Yeah. If Florida State secures this this private equity money for this $300 million, bro, it is just – Dude, they will be out with the with the jiffiness. But I find all of this funny, right? Because you had people talking about all oh, these conferences. They don't they don't want to expand anymore after USC and UCLA. That was always foolery. They always had an intention. They just didn't want to break up the conference the way they did. Break up the Pac-12 and face lawsuits or whatever. So they broke up the most important piece didn't offer competitive money intentionally that way and then paid way more than what they would have offered than what they offered the schools in the Pac-12. They paid more outside of that. So it's 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 craziness. It, this was a media contract situation, media company situation. They wanted ownership. Pac-12 wouldn't give it up and now the ACC that if they get in the way of what the powers want, they will go down to. I know the Big 12 had their expansion, but over the last 48 hours, I know Mike Silver for the uh, San Francisco Chronicle and Valley Sports had reported that that there was an option for Cal and Stanford and then maybe Oregon State and Washington State 
to join the Big 12. Now it seems like the ACC plan is the one that would bring in Cal and Stanford and leave Oregon State and Washington State. But that to sucks. me, that yeah, that does. And, and I would have loved to have seen – I would at least have loved to have seen Washington State and Oregon State taking – taken care of in that scenario and i think it would have worked with the big 12 i mean it just it would have just been uh as natural as you can without those schools having their rivals you know but at least you would have the you know the utah and arizona and arizona state and obviously colorado made the move but there would have been ways to make it work and then with byu already in the league i think that would have been that would have been really good and now you know wazoo and oregon state are seemingly from the latest of what's happened and it could change the next two hours as well and maybe the ACC schools you know the the dissenters still go against this plan as well but it seems like Washington State and Oregon State are going to be left out again yep oh, tough tough times in the ever-changing world of college athletics it's crazy and and as we talked about with Arizona State even a little bit earlier, we're not even talking about like what the college football season, which kicked off yesterday, is going to be like final year of the four-school playoff. It almost seems like it's a transition year in, in college sports with everything just – because whatever is happening this year, George, is just going to be completely different when we get things going next year. Just kind of a the, weird feeling. Yes, that's a 100% fact. And uh, I don't like week zero. I'm not a huge fan of it. I didn't love yesterday. I know a lot of people wanted that first taste of football. I know you were griping about the Pac-12 networks. You oh, know, my gosh. Thing. Dude, it, it, yeah, it's it awful. is so it was, frustrating. Like, like, how, like, how is the Heisman Trophy winner, winning quarterback? We, we can see in prime time everybody except for him. And then, so, so my, my aunt – Subscribe to Pac-12 Net- Network, and I had always, you know, used used hers, dude. And then she changed her cable subscriber, <laughs> and that changed everything. Bro. <laughs> that changed everything. So like, so then at game at game time, I realized that I call her. I'm like, "Yo, did you switch up?" She's like, "Yeah." Oh, and um, and then she says, "Okay, she uh, switched it." So then I'm saying, "All right, here here's what I'm gonna do." I'll just I'll just bite the bullet and get Spectrum because there are a lot of Dodger games and Laker games that I want to watch anyway. So, you know, so I'll just bite it, e- even though I'm a cord cutter. So I'm just getting it just to watch Pac-12 Network yeah. because they don't have an option where you can just subscribe to the Pac-12 Network. All by like I can pay 10 bucks a month. No, you have to subscribe to a whole ass cable provider to be able to get it and then i call spectrum i actually i log into my spectrum app to uh do it try try to log in ain't working have to call them they're like oh sometimes it takes up to 24 hours for it for it to work and you know for your login so turns out i end up having to watch it on my ipad and i can't stream it to to my to, to my television because if you put it in airplay mode it won't then play because if you're watching a certain <laughs> certain feed of it I, I i was too through 
Oh, oh, 2023 cannot get over uh, soon enough for George Reister in the uh, Pac-12. Uh, he is George Reister. Hit him up at George Reister. Find me at Dan Bayer on Fox. Our second grand winner will be drawn today to win a set of four brand new tires in the summer of tire rack sweepstakes. The winner will receive a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees valued at up to $1,500. Enter now at foxsportsradio.com, and it's free to register. You also get bonus entries into the sweepstakes by following Fox Sports Radio on social media and by following the Fox Sports Radio channel in the iHeart app. To enter and get rules, visit foxsportsradio.com, sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. So what's Trey Lance's prospects in Dallas? We'll ask an insider next year on Fox Sports Sunday. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Fox Sports Sunday. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byers. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Easy as one, two, three, four, coming up in about 12 minutes or so. Joining us, as he always does at this time, with just one preseason game remaining on the schedule, Saints-Texans tonight. You hear him on the Inside the Birds podcast. Find him on social media, Kaplan NFL. Adam Kaplan joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. What's going on, Adam? Guys, good to talk to you. I'm finally back from my four-week tour. And, Dan, we've got the bye week coming up. It's so weird. I don't know about George as a former NFL player, what he thinks about that. But I know what to do with myself. I actually might have two hours of free time this coming week. Maybe a little tennis? Maybe. maybe. Uh, Yeah, I'll do that for sure. And the weather here back in Philly is great. But it's just good to be home. But, yeah, look, it's been been an interesting preseason. We had some trades come about. We had some extensions get done. And then we've got a lot of positivity around the National Football League. We'll see what's real and what's not. 
I am curious about that because George and I are going to touch on that uh, coming up next hour, who we're kind of bullish on in the NFL. I'm curious of your thoughts. You mentioned trades, though. Uh, were you surprised that the Cowboys won the Trey Lance sweepstakes? Yeah, that's not what they thought. Uh, they didn't think he was going there. In fact, had the Cowboys not called, if they would wind up trading Lance, it would be probably a sixth or seventh round pick, and they got a, incredibly got a fourth, but obviously it doesn't recoup what they gave up to go up and trade for him. Swapping of ones, two future ones, and a three. But I wrote, as I wrote for uh, Pro Football Network this week for the trade, you'd have to really go back to that leading up to that draft for 21. And I talked to some personal people who were at the 21 uh, Pro Day for Trey Lance. He was seen as a guy who was a total project. As one high-ranking uh, NFL executive from an NFC, NFC team told me, if had his team drafted him, their plan would have been for him not to play for the first two years. He'd be the three the first year, the two the second year, and then be the starter the third year. Well, that's not what the Niners did. The Niners, as you know, guys, yes, Lance sat the first year, but he was their starting quarterback. This time last year, he was their starter. We know he'd get hurt very early. They smartly, the Niners didn't trade Garoppolo. They were trying to, but wound up not trading him. They redid his contract. And then Garoppolo gets hurt, and then the Brock Purdy mini is born. Now, Adam, I, is everybody around the league sold on Brock Purdy? Because it's, it's no. only been seven games, one 300-yard passing game, and teams haven't really exposed whatever the book is on, on him for him to make adjustments yet. No, that's the thing, George. When you look at it, I mean, I have a, a good friend who's been scouting with a team, and he knows what his, his team's grade was on on, not draftable. He's willing to change his mind, but now you want to see it, George, as an NFL player for a full season. And he hasn't done that yet. It's now been for half a season where he's brilliant and was shocking. He was undefeated for any game that he started and finished. But let me go back to Brock Purdy for a second before we move on to the next player, next situation. Talking to the 49ers after they lost that game in Philly, I had this conversation with someone with him, and I said, hey, so you're looking forward to the competition when Brock's ready? He goes, what competition? I'm like, well... Brock's going to have to compete for the starting job. He goes, no, he's not. He's our guy. I go, what about Lance? He's like that. You know, he'll be the two. You know, they didn't know about Darnold then. Sure. I mean, they're so steadfast. And here here are the four reasons. Leadership with Purdy. Decisiveness. Presence. And accuracy. Which doesn't really add up for the last pick overall for last year's draft, but it is what it is. Now, we'll see if they're going to be right. I'm a skeptic like most people but I'm willing to change my mind on it. It's really incredible. And let's not forget, he was benched multiple times for Iowa, at Iowa State. And yet, he, he does brilliantly, but he's not started a full season in the National Football League. Yeah, three of a kind. I think we all kind of think the same here. Adam Kaplan joining us here on Fox Sports Sunday. I want to stay in the division. Uh, you mentioned you were on your tour, and one of your first stops was out here on the left coast, west coast, and that's the Rams. They finished 0-3, um, only scored 34 points. I know it's preseason, yeah. but the sense when we were at Rams camp uh, for Fox Sports Radio, they kept on telling us, you know, 35 to 40 rookies, 35 to 40 sure. rookies. Um is this a sign of things to come for the Rams a little over a year removed from winning the Super Bowl? Dan, I, I could tell you from talking to them privately, they kind of embrace the newness. You know, they're getting Matthew Stafford back. That's great. He's healthy. They're very excited about uh, Van Jefferson, Sean Jefferson's son. Uh, Sean, a former NFL player, is one of the best receivers coaches. I, I, I saw Sean, uh, I think, in, in uh, with the Panthers. Yeah. 
but they're excited about it. Like now, being with them for a couple of days at uh, UC Irvine, they they won't ever. They definitely will not say rebuild. They don't look at it that way. It's more of a retooling of the roster, but they probably will not be very good. And they're pretty much not only they're probably locked in at Stafford's contract unless they trade him for twenty four. That's another thing, and I know they like Stetson Bennett, who was not pretty last night, but he's sort of a game manager, a little bit of an athlete, scrambler, quarterback. I don't know that he's the future quarterback for this football team, but the the problem that you have is comparatively when they were really good, very few what we call blue chip players. Uh, Dan, when you ask the, when you bring this up, they just don't have that. Other than Aaron Donald, obviously with Stafford and Cup has come back from yet another injury at thirty, they just don't have a lot of blue chip players. Um, Adam, I have not heard anybody talking about this since since the beginning when when Burrow got hurt a couple days into camp, and they said several weeks, and we talked about how many several was was going to be. It is it is several at this point in time. Is he scheduled to be ready for week one? And the most more pressing issue is, um, what uh, what's up with this contract? Well, let's get to the contract, first of all. I, I fully expect this to get done. He's got an agent, Brian Arold, who's a, who did a great job on the Ryan Tannehill deal. He got, really, to me, was an above-market deal. This is not going to be easy because the Bengals are not used to paying top dollar and they go with a, thir- a certain structure to the contracts. It, it's, I still think it's between 53 and $55 million a year. The, the guarantees that signing are going to be the challenge. Now, he was actually running... Uh, about two weeks ago, and he was throwing on the side. I, I don't, from everything I've heard, would suggest that he's going to be okay for week one, but they need to get him back to practice. Remember, this is their bye week, so we'll see. They're going to practice. This is the bye week for all teams, uh, but they all practice this week. As long as he starts working later this week, I'd fully expect him to go um, in week one. Now, th- this is a team, by the way, in the Bengals. This, the, the right now. I see it like this. The AFC North is the strongest division in the National Football League. Cleveland's improved. I was with the Steelers for, for a bit. They've improved. Brown's roster's better. I cannot wait to see Lamar Jackson and Todd Monken's offense. going to be completely different from what we've seen uh, since Lamar was drafted in 2018. So that, that's a tough thing. I, I don't, the, the, uh, the Bengals might be the favorite, well, but I probably will not pick them to win it. Well, will, will, will he play without a contract? I have a hard time believing that he will. Okay, that's a great question. I, I, I don't, I don't see him doing it. Based, he would have to see. He would have to say, no, it's his call. It's his, it's his decision. It's his contract and his career. But typically, these things get done because at the at the twelfth hour, something has to give, and they find a compromise. Dancha, my my sense is that he wouldn't play without it. Yeah, no, obviously he's probably, got a lot more might, time might, left on it. It might get tender again. <laughs> well, no, but again, he, he's got a lot of time left. They've got also tags. From a club standpoint, they don't need to do it. But it, it, if you're Burrow and his agent, you don't want to deal with this thing and you want this over with. You, you just don't want this hanging over you. And by the way, most, most clubs have a deadline of like the week of the, the regu- first week of the regular season. And Steelers will not negotiate, by the way, during the season once the season starts. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer, and that's the voice of Adam Kaplan, our NFL insider, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you were just talking about the Bengals and Joe Burrow's deal. I think we expect a lot from Cincinnati. Who are you bullish on? What's a team or a player that heading into this season that you're like, yeah, I got good vibes coming from there? I would have to say there are two teams. 
The Detroit Lions, who I, I picked basically after the draft to win this division, I still feel that way, the NFC North. So that's a, you know, I know team, people are talking about them. There's no doubt. And every time I bring this team up, I'm, I wind up being wrong. But I spent two days with the Chargers. <laughs> I am so bullish on Kellen Moore as a play caller. He's so aggressive. He's completely different from Joe Lombardi. He's more conservative. He's, back with, uh, he's now back with Sean Payton with the Broncos. But, and I'm expecting Brandon Staley. Now, he got what he wanted. He, he's, he's asked the front office for more help on defense. He got that with Michael Kendricks at inside linebacker. He got J.C. Jackson back from his, his tour in Patel He's actually doing pretty well, I'm told. This defense, this is now or never for this defense. Staley's got to do a better job on the defensive side of the football, but offensively they're going to be great. Now, we know they, they blew that huge lead at Jacksonville. They will definitely be a playoff team of mine in the, in the AFC, and I do believe they'll have a chance to win a playoff game. He's Adam Kaplan, our Fox Sports Radio NFL insider. Hit him up at Kaplan NFL and maybe watch him on a tennis court near you. Adam, we appreciate it. Loved uh, chatting with you. Can't wait to do it next week, man. Thanks so much. Sounds good. Thanks. Inside the Birds podcast. Uh, Yeah, take a listen as well. Let's jump over to the news desk as we're live from the Tyrac.com studios. Monty Bolaños giving us the latest, and then we dive into a little... Easy as one, two, three, four. What's happening, Monty? Oh, guys, it went down to the wire. 13 innings later, the Twins walk it off on a walk against the Rangers. Ooh. The worst way. The worst. Game over. Luckily, it was a ball. Luckily, it wasn't a terrible call by the umpire, and it was a ball, but the Twins held on to beat the Rangers with that walk-off walk. Seven to six in 13 innings. Going into today's games, the AL West is very, very close. The Rangers and the Mariners were tied at the top. The Astros were a half game back. So, the Mariners edged the Royals three to two. The Twins walked it off against the Rangers and the Astros dominated the Tigers 17 to 4, meaning the Mariners right now are in sole possession of the AL West. That's how it is, wow. guys. And I, I know. Very exciting how that's gonna that division's gonna end. And of course, I mentioned it earlier, or with my highlight, Miguel Cabrera, even though the Tigers lost, did hit career home run 510. So the farewell tour continues for Miguel Cabrera. Right now, we do have one game going on. It's the Diamondbacks who have extended their lead over the Reds. It's 4-2, bottom of the eighth inning. But their rookie, Corbin Carroll, stole second base. So he's a second player in Diamondbacks history and the fourth rookie in MLB history to record a 20 home run, 40 stolen base season. And it's not even September. But he just stole second base, and it was actually the the scoring run that took the lead for the Diamondbacks. Earlier today, it took 11 innings, but the Guardians topped the Blue Jays 10-7. So Toronto is three games out of the final wildcard spot in the AL. Dodgers beat the Red Sox 7-4. Mookie bets homers everywhere, even over the Green Monster. Boston, five games out of the final wildcard spot. In the AL. The Phillies, they blanked the Cardinals 3-0, 3-0. Kyle Schwarber with home run number 35 on the season. You go. Now let's move on to this tour championship. Because I was like, Victor Hovland is in the lead. He's yeah, been in cruising, the lead. Yeah, cruising, right? Yeah. And then Wrong Xander Schauffele was like, what did she say? What did that girl from Fox Sports Radio say? I'm going to prove her that slow and steady wins the race. He is 
still in second place, but only down by three strokes. So Victor Hovland, 24 under par. Xander Schauffele, 21 under par overall for the day. He is seven under through 14 holes. So he is definitely proving me wrong, and I uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. Earlier today, NFL Network reported that an MRI confirmed that Cleveland Browns receiver and returner Jakeem Grant ruptured his patellar tendon in yesterday's preseason game at Kansas City. So he's out for the season. Grant missed last season with a ruptured Achilles tendon. Did you guys see that NASCAR driver Ryan Priest? The crash yes. that rolled yes, like a dozen times. It, 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 well, I don't even know if it was a dozen. It was like thirty-five yeah. times. I felt like. <laughs> I mean, that was one of the most intense. Yes. Acts of science that I've seen because it was rolling one way hit the ground and then turn the other way and then gained more energy. Right. I need like a whole like documentary on, on like how on, on on the physics of this. Yeah, I I couldn't believe it. I was like this isn't real. This is an action movie, right? This is Fast and Furious 27. I couldn't believe it. And he it. walked away. And he got out. He climbed out of it. He walked out. He was discharged from the hospital today. He's headed home. After the crash, he tweeted, quote, if you want to be a race car driver, you better be tough. I'm coming back, end quote. That is tough. I would be like, I'm never getting in a car again. Thank you. Back to yeah, you guys. Well, thank you. I'd like to announce <laughs> my retirement I'm getting in right the car. now. Yeah, no, I'm, get, I'm never getting in a car. I'm not driving. I'm not. Nope. Nope. Never. See, see I would have said I'm getting back in the car and then oh. I would have had to fight the wife. She would have been like, you're never getting back in there. Yeah. No, that's oh. scary. That is so scary. But again, super, super climbed scary. But he's out okay. Of it. Yes. But no, he's, he's okay. fine. He's climbed out of it himself. Himself. No. Football fans. Super Football fans. They're going to be okay. You want to know why? Why? Because they're going to be tuning into Fox Sports Radio every Saturday and Sunday morning, three hours before kickoff, for Countdown to Kickoff presented by BetMGM. They'll have you covered right before all of the Saturday and Sunday games, all the way through Super Bowl Sunday. You can listen to Countdown to Kickoff weekend mornings right here on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Monty's not going anywhere. She's going to be a lifeline to George Reister as he is in the hot seat for the return of Easy as 1, 2, 3, 4. I'm Dan Beyer. It's all next live from the TireRack.com studios here on Fox Sports. Sunday. It's Fox. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington D. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 
Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Sports Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister, the NFL vet. Hit him up at George Reister. You can find me at Dan Beyer on Fox. What are the Cowboys going to do with Trey Lance now that they have him in the fold? We'll talk about that at the top of the hour, plus some other NFL stuff. There's a golf thing that I'm very curious on what George thinks because it's this thing that you see a lot in social media. I'll explain later in about 30 minutes. But now it's the return of... Easy as one, two, three, four. George Reister in the hot seat, looking for a perfect score of 10. He has three lifelines that will be available to him if he needs at any point during this four-question quiz. I give George a topic. He doesn't have to give me all of the correct answers, just some of them. The goal is to get a perfect score of 10. Over under, set today, eight and a half. Eight and a half. We're setting it high, George. You've got Iowa Sam. You've got Matsi Bolaños. You've got Brandon Trufa. Those are your lifelines. Are you ready to play? Easy is one, two, three, four. Almost. Uh, Brandon, uh, what are you good at? Like, what do you know? Like, uh, what? I'm pretty good at cooking. Um, I'm also, uh, <laughs> I don't know. My sports are kind of like baseball and hockey, I would say. All right. Okay. So well, baseball's one of useless. one of the categories. During uh, half halfway useless. So All right. Hey, hey, Brandon. I think is going to come in, uh, come through in the clutch for you. Okay. That's good. just That's my prediction. Need. That's what I need. George, name one of two major league baseball teams entering today that have won eighty or more games this season. So that's entering today. Okay. There were two that teams. Is- I just need one of them. Yeah, that is easy work, buddy. Easy work. That is the Atlanta Braves, Baltimore Orioles. All right, you just need one answer. You want to oh, say so, Braves? Yeah, no, cool? I'm, I'm an overachiever. Yes, yes, looking for that extra credit. Show me the Atlanta Braves. Best record in baseball, 84 wins. You're right. The other was the Orioles. The Diamondbacks, or excuse me, the, the Dodgers and the Dodgers just Rays. got to 80 today. Yeah, yeah, so did the Rays. So yep. so that's why it was entering today. It was just one of the two. George off and running with one point. All you right, know I George. Know my Dodgers. I wasn't going to fall for the banana in the tailpipe, buddy. <laughs> Name two of the three NFL teams that went a perfect 3 and 0 this preseason. Now, the Saints and Texans play tonight. Saints are 2 and 0. So they wouldn't be eligible for this question because I want to know two of the three NFL teams that won a perfect 3-0 this preseason. All right. So I was just talking about them yesterday because Mike Tomlin is doing a phenomenal job. And, and I was like, damn, they're 3-0. They're, they're and And then the other team that I was surprised at because I watched their game the other night too, um, and I and I am so bullish on their quarterback, Sam Howell. Lord have mercy. I, I don't know whether I've had this much irrational um, excitement <laughs> since Marcus Mariota, but I'm hoping that it turns out better. And that's Washington and Pittsburgh. 
All right, show me the Pittsburgh Steelers. Absolutely correct. A perfect 3-0. Doing so in impressive fashion. A point differential of 46 in those three games. And show me the Commanders. Their point differential was five, but hey, they're 3-0. and All that matters is how you get in those Ws. Georgia, perfect three for three. Georgia's old team, the Jaguars, also 3-0 and this offseason. So that would have been another acceptable answer. Yay, yay. Georgia, perfect three for three, and you have not used the lifeline. Iowa, Sam, Monsey, and Brandon, all still available for you. George, yeah, name three. This is when I, when, when I need them. This is our basketball question. Name three of the four countries that make up Group C in the 2023 FIBA <laughs> World Cup. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Now, oh. now I don't try this. You know, I don't play dirty pool. I'm not trying to stump you. You kind of got to workshop it through, figure it out, you know, maybe. But, uh, but the four countries. Countries. I need three of them that make up Group C in the FIBA World Cup. Okay, just out of, just out of, like, I don't know. Just, just hoping that Dan is just not a complete just jerk. I'm gonna go with the United States. Okay, and I think I'm gonna call on Monsi because wait, wait. It it already started, so Monty probably would have talked about who they played. So, Monty, I'm gonna try you. Okay, so if it, I don't know Group C, but if it is in the same group as the U.S., they definitely are in the same group as New Zealand. It, this is I don't know if it's Group C, but they're no, definitely no, no, in the same no, no, group. No, 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 no. If they played them already, then then they're in the same. group. There you go. So, okay, and then who do they play next? I have no idea. No, I just know New Zealand is in the group, but I don't know anybody else. I'm sorry. All right. Um, let's try Brandon. <laughs> Brandon Trufa, our executive producer. Would you just so have happened to see this? Nope. I don't watch I don't watch FIBA at all. <laughs> okay, cool. All right. Well I I I wouldn't even begin to you just want to make a guess on the on a third country? Sure. Do I, do I uh, want to guess, or is George guessing? Uh, <laughs> let Brandon, your work is done. You are good. You are nice. off the clock. I mean, it, it's either got to be Luca or like Giannis or somebody. I, I, I forgot what. It's not slow. So Slovenia or I don't think it's Slovenia. Okay, then I don't. Let's yeah. go with Greece then. In, in okay. Case we get to see Giannis. All right, we got to speed through this. Show me USA. Correct. Show me New Zealand. Thank yeah. you, the team the, Amer- wow. the team the Americans beat 99 to 72. Show me Greece. What? The team the yes. Nice. The country they played guess tomorrow. Slovenia. Jordan, not Michael Jordan, but just the country of Jordan I've was the there. other answer. Yeah. All right, final one, George. Name four of the five schools of the preseason AP Top 25 college football poll. Wait, name four of the top five teams? Yep. Oh, easy. Um, Alabama, uh, wait, oh, Ohio State, Georgia, M- Michigan, and Alabama. I think that's your right. top four. Yeah. Show me Georgia. Bulldogs, two-time defending national champs, number one. Show me Michigan. Yes, then, and then LSU's five. 
All right, show me Ohio State. Your extra credit is no good here. This is going to determine if George Reister's got a perfect score of 10. Show me Alabama. I'm tough. <laughs> you know, there is a reason that the over deep cuts. If you're going to go college, college football, there's a reason the over under was eight and a half. You know, I felt it was a very doable board today. So we hit all the uh, hit uh, a lot of the uh, major groups and good workshopping on the uh, the group C. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. <laughs> Dak Prescott's feelings are hurt. Should we care? That's next on Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. And as we are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios, TireRack.com will help you get there. An unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers, TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. We say farewell to the NFL's preseason Saints and Texans playing the final game of the preseason tonight. We said farewell to the Little League season. Did you see how that ended today, George? A walk-off home run. run. Yep, walk-off home run by El Segundo. And I I think it was a 23-year-old man who hit the home run. That kid was Did you see how big he was? (laughs) <laughs> Dude, old Danny Almonte in birth certificate. <laughs> oh, it's so magnified too because you know there's not you know the catcher's probably five one. You know, it, it, it's just it is. It, but uh, yeah, drama walk off home run was today the, was the setup. Was that the catcher set up outside so they were going to try to pitch away from him? Hmm. And he missed middle, middle. He threw a cookie right down the center of the uh, of the of home plate, middle, middle, waist high. And he was like, "Thank you." You know, growing up, I felt like the U.S. never won. Like they were always losing in the championship game. Yep. And then the Trumbull, Connecticut team in in 1989 was the one that uh, kind of shocked the world, if you will, and, and won the Little League World Series title. But I feel like. Like the uh, the American squad's gotten uh, the best of the international clubs so this year. The international finalists is from Curacao, but uh, I feel like the the American teams have gotten the better of the international squads and happened again today at Williamsport, but uh, not without some drama in the bottom of the sixth inning. So some good stuff to uh, to put a bow on the uh, the summer, putting a bow on the preseason, getting ready for the NFL's regular season. There are two parts of the Trey Lance discussion. George and I earlier talked about this 49ers angle and what is happening with San Francisco. And just on how unique of a situation is, you don't hear this much noise usually coming from an NFL team. And when you usually hear that much noise, things aren't good. But here the 49ers are a Super Bowl contender, could be on their way to winning a Super Bowl this season, but still there was drama throughout the offseason, and now Trey Lance is a 49er no more. That goes to another team we love to talk about, and that's the Dallas Cowboys, who acquired Trey Lance. Now, Dak Prescott, hopefully we'll get some sound of him later in, in how he responded to the news of the team bringing in Trey Lance, but do you have any problem, George, with the Dallas Cowboys giving up a fourth-round pick to San Francisco for Trey Lance's services? No, but it does give it. It does leave me with a lot of questions, right? Because what has Jerry been talking for the last month or so about about Dak? 
about you tell a new me, contract. George. Yeah, okay. about okay. about a new contract. Oh, we we, we got to get Dak re- re-signed, all of uh, this. So the question is, is that if you trade for Trey Lance in year three, that means you very well intend on picking up his fifth-year option because you're bringing him in at this point, so he's going to be the number three quarterback. He's going to be the number three. So then, so then the question is, so if, if he's going to be the number three, then what goes – then you're for sure picking up his fifth-year extension because you traded a fourth-round pick for him. And what does that mean for Dak's contract? Like, are you planning on trading Dak? Like, 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 like what is your plan? Because their plan can't just be to, to just bring him in as a third this year and then a backup quarterback. That makes no sense. This is some kind of way competition or to see. And this could be – this could spell the end of Dak. You really think that this – I don't this think could, that that's the likely outcome, but I'm saying they they trade for him. They trade a fourth round pick just for a backup quarterback. No, no, but I do think that Trey Lance is is different than maybe another trade that you would have made. I don't think that he is necessarily. How, how do I put this? If you're the Cowboys, they the Niners came out and said, "Hey, we were surprised that we had." even gotten, you know, we got the offer that we got. Adam Kaplan was on us, you know, with us just a little while ago and said, hey, Niners were looking for a sixth or seventh rounder for Trey Lance, and here Cowboys come calling with a fourth rounder. I understand all of that, that they maybe maybe misjudged the market a little bit, but I also don't, you know, like, like Sam Darnold was traded by the Jets to the Carolina Panthers. So there's a second rounder, a fourth rounder that were a part of that deal. That's pretty big value, especially because, you know, Darnold's going to come in and play for you. So there's value there. I don't think it's as much of a risk for the Cowboys, and I don't think that it is as much of an indictment on Dak, George. I just think it gives the Cowboys options, and it gives them the opportunity to keep Dak on his toes a little bit. And that's – I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. I mean, if there's any quarterback that's in the microscope in this NFL season, especially after how they played their last game, it's probably Dak Prescott. And it should be Dak Prescott because there's a lot on the line. Heck, you've gotten a new offensive coordinator in. Now your head coach is calling plays. Um, you know, you didn't want to bring back Zeke Elliott. You've added more weapons. Brandon Cooks is now in Dallas. Like, there's – there's a lot there, and so if it doesn't get done now, yeah, I think that it could play in. But in terms of the long-term aspect, I just think it's a lot to think that Trey Lance could challenge from the job. I almost look at it as like it allows the Cowboys the ability to keep Trey Lance off of a different roster and allows them to maybe see what his progression would have been if it would have been a better situation than it was in San Francisco where they could maybe take him through give him the time instead of rushing him through the car wash like the Niners did maybe maybe the fourth is a little bit rich but I, I just I don't I don't think it's a long-term deal when it comes to to Dax I actually like that the Cowboys were actually almost proactive in a way of thinking I'm, I'm yeah cool with you that. if you can get a good player 
and kick the tires on them, hey, bro, you never know what you might find in there. Some an, Another man's trash is another man's Drew Brees. <laughs> There's, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it could work out yeah. swimmingly. In the One end, man's if, trash if, is another man's Kurt Warner. Yeah. Could, could, that would be quite the deal, you know, to or go on and win a Super Bowl. What's another trash example? Is another man's Brett Favre. Mm, interesting. I mean, there's, there's a lot of examples of it. Now, granted, that that's a long way from being a Hall of Famer, but uh, but you know he could still have some success. I think it's I, I think it shows trust in the guys that Jerry Jones employs, meaning his coaching staff to be like. All right, I want to I want to bring him in. Let's see what our staff can do with him. Let's see how we can work with him. And I know Dak. Do we have the Dak audio? And if, and if we don't, guys, it's it's totally totally fine. I think we're going to get it in a couple of minutes. You know, I I have no problem with Dak or with with Jerry Jones bringing that in. I don't. You know, Dak has got his feelings hurt a little bit about this and makes comments, but that's life in the National Football League. And again, if we're if stuff like this is worrying you, then I think we have a bigger problem on our hands than anything else. If if, if the acquisition of a fourth round pick in Trey Lance, who by the way is off injured for as much as we said we didn't get a chance, we did talk about how he was injured a lot, George, is gonna yeah. threaten Dak. I just then 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 maybe it's then maybe it's not for you. Maybe that's telling you more. Maybe that's why those contract conversations haven't been happening. Well, well, and and then you have to think about like you can't get that mad about a fourth round pick. You can't, especially when you look at the 49ers like draft history and where they are. Because ordinarily, if you miss out on a bunch of first round picks, things don't go well. So you got. Um, Trey Lance, obviously. You have Javon Kinlaw, their defensive tackle they took in 2020. He's played 24 games, but hasn't really done a ton. Um, Nick Bosa worked. You have well. Solomon, yes. Solomon Thomas, didn't, didn't work. Reuben Foster, Joshua didn't Garnett. Work. Like, it, it hasn't really been... Uh, you know, just just clean sledding over there with them first round picks. They well, and that's with and that's with the San Francisco 49ers. The Cowboys, the Cowboys have a capable backup in Cooper Rush. We've seen him, you know, put into put into uh, to action over these last couple of seasons and be able to perform. And I just, yeah, a fourth round pick. I also think there's there's a part of me, George. That also feels that, and and I I feel like I defend Bill Belichick more now than I did previously. But I also it's kind of like the Danny Ainge stuff that was brought up earlier. Like if Belichick does the deal, it would have been like, oh, Patriots do it again. You know they they get the they get their they get their guy, and maybe you know if the if the Eagles made this trade, maybe we'd say Howie Roseman, you know doing his magic again, if they would have given up the same exact draft capital, you'd be like, oh, wow, Trey Lance down Philadelphia with, you know, with Nick Sirianni and, 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 and that crew, man, what a, what a steal for the Eagles. But because it's the Cowboys and Jerry Jones, we think like, oh, uh, here's, you know, crazy Jerry doing it again, overpaying. Yep. But it's to your point of it's, 
I know fourth round picks have value, but they're not as valuable. Yes, they, yes, they do, Dan. Yes, they do. If anybody knows the fourth round picks have value, I know. Yes, you were a fourth round pick. Yes, right. Yes, yes. 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 But it's not like the, you're you're selling your soul to bring in Trey Lance, right? I mean, maybe maybe they maybe they missed by a round. Like that's that's the point. Like if they if the Niners thought they were only going to get a sixth or their seventh, the Cowboys could have got them for a fifth. Maybe there were other teams, AFC teams, that were offering a sixth round pick to the Niners, and they would say, you know what, we'd rather not have them in our conference, so we're going to trade them to you know to that team instead of Dallas. Because they offered us a six. So Dallas, maybe for them, best case scenario, they would have had to offer a fifth to get Trey Lance. They gave up a fourth. They missed by a round. That's what it, that's, that's what it is. I, just, I feel like we, we look at anything that Jerry Jones does and immediately criticize, and I'm just not sure of the true risk that Dallas is really taking in this scenario. I'm, I'm totally yeah, fine yeah, with I don't, I, that. I think the, that the risk is much lower than a lot of people want to say. Yeah, I mean, then they really want to admit. It's 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 heck. It's it's buying a it's buying a house, George. You know, like if you're, you know, if you're if you're looking at a house and just use round numbers, you know, the the asking price is, you know, nine hundred thousand dollars, and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a, I'm gonna put a million on it. You know, that's 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 gonna be my offer. Well, if the next offer was like nine fifty. You know, like, all right, so you overshot it by $50,000, but you're still, you know, on the books for that 950000 no matter what. So there would have been some draft capital given up by the Cowboys anyway. I think that Jerry Jones just ends up being an easy target. Whether Dak Prescott's an easy target, I'll let you decide. This was his reaction to the news that Trey Lance was acquired by the Cowboys by the 49ers. I mean, I, I can't say that I necessarily expected it, no. Um <laughs> I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get something done. And as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. Uh, you've been in this league eight years, been on this team. Uh, it's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. And Dak also alluding to the fact that Jerry Jones did not give him a heads up. Is that a big deal to you, that Jerry Jones didn't call him? It was a big deal for Aaron Rodgers when the Packers were drafting Jordan Love. Acquiring Jordan, excuse me, acquiring Trey Lance, is that a big deal? Should Dak have known about that deal? Oh, mm, no, no, because that was a non-threatening deal. Like, they're bringing him in to be number three. Like, that's not something that that we're going to talk to you about. If we draft a quarterback in the first or second round, then, yeah, that's something that we need to give you a heads up about. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm in lockstep. I think it's a much ado about nothing. If it works out for the Cowboys, great. If it doesn't, you still have the fallback and, you know, pay if, if Dak's going to be your guy. Otherwise, you then look somewhere else. I don't think it has any effect on Dak Prescott. I don't. Except apparently emotionally because nothing, nothing surprises him. He could have said that in a joking way too, George. He'd be like, you know what? Nothing surprises me in this league anymore. It, but it did, it did feel a little bit heavy the way that he said it, that there yeah, was. Yeah, he was letting them know, like, yeah, yes, yes. And the Cowboys yes, are like, don't. Wondering. 
Yeah, don't throw two interceptions in a playoff game then. Then we would let you know. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, he's George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. That may have been a bit of a cheap shot. It is Fox Sports Sunday. It's also the final weekend in our summer of Tire Rack Sweepstakes. This is it. I'm telling you, right now, we've had two winners so far that have taken home a set of four brand new tires. Anthony K. from Huntingburg, Indiana, and Nelson L. from Roswell, Georgia. And now is your final chance. One last winner will be selected tonight to win a set of four tires plus installation taxes and fees valued at up to $1,500. To enter and get rules before the deadline, visit foxsportsradio.com, sponsored by TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's still time, so make sure you get to it right now. Get George on social media at George Reister. You can hit me up at Dan Beyer on Fox as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. Who are you bullish about in the upcoming NFL season? George and I discuss our favorites next year on Fox Sports Radio. Fox BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington D. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Short Sunday. I'm Dan Beyer. He's George Reister. All right, the, the unofficial summer, end of summer. For some next week, Labor Day weekend, you know, their last chance to get away. I know school's starting a bunch of places across the summer have started for the last couple of weeks here in Southern California. I know back where I'm from in the Midwest, some schools don't start until after Labor Day. So there's, so there's that mix that you've got, but depending where you are, summer may be coming to an end. Also, the football season and the preseason wrapping up and the regular season being on the horizon is another way to look at it. And at this time of year, I know all 32 teams, even if it's a slight chance, George, have a little glimmer of hope. And maybe those bad teams are hoping that they can get the number one overall pick and get Caleb Williams uh, in the draft come late April of next year. Either way, most football fans are looking forward to the upcoming season. And so I figured right now. It's still hope season. 
Yes, yeah, all absolutely. The hope in the world. <laughs> And I make you know preseason predictions. I'm I know you do as well. And you look at you know MVPs and who's going to be the coach of the year. Are there a, is there a certain player? Is there a certain team right now? We got Adam Kaplan's opinion. He had he had the Lions and the Chargers as the two teams that he's kind of bullish uh, on heading into the upcoming season. Are there any teams or players that you're looking at saying like? Yeah, I kind of like what they've got coming into this year. Yeah, one of the teams, and, and I know that it's probably going to sound lame because one of the teams made the playoffs last year, but it's the Jaguars, dude. Like That team, to me, I'm looking at it, and I'm just saying, how do they not like be a legitimate contender to go to the AFC Championship? This team is for real, dude. And, like, they, they have enough pieces. They, they have a competent coach, good with offense. We saw Trevor Lawrence be gritty in the playoffs. This team feels like a team that's headed by far in the right direction. Is it the addition of Calvin Ridley? The, is, is that what, like, puts you over to be like, man, this team's got so many weapons? Because uh, yes, Ridley, but I, honestly, it's more about Trevor Lawrence, bro. Like mm-hmm. it's about his growth and maturation. Because good quarterbacks like that, they're hard to come by. And so far as he goes, will that team go? They've got, and they still have a lot of young talent on defense. Obviously, Trevon Walker was the number one overall pick last year, but he's in year two. Uh, Devin Lloyd was, you know, young pick. He's a member of, of that defense as, as well. So there's pieces that Jacksonville has. And then when you look at that division also, there there really is no competition. Um, Tennessee doesn't seem to be trending upwards. Um, I, I feel that they are falling back. The Colts, obviously, with Anthony Richardson, a work in progress. And who knows how the Jonathan Taylor scenario works out. I'm curious with Houston and, and D'Amico Ryans. We'll see them tonight against the Saints in a little bit with C.J. Stroud. But just the and fact of that division, team. George, I, I mean, Jacksonville is good. Go ahead. Who, who else do you have? Yeah, the other team was was the Washington Commanders. I want to see what Eric Bieniemy can can do. Like, I could not be any more intrigued by – Eric Bieniemy, his first time being a solo offensive coordinator, and Sam Howell, dude, Sam has looked really good and efficient in the in the preseason. I couldn't be any more excited about him. I do, I do worry. I I, I know it's going to be in the rearview mirror, but just the I whole. Mean, like, I don't think they're going to win ten games or anything, but I, I think that they could be a major problem and maybe backdoor into a playoffs with like a seven seed. There's uh, that that division is is tough and it it allows me to, to open the door. I think that people expect the Giants to take a step back and I think the Giants can win the division. I you know, so you had Jacksonville a team that made the playoffs last year and um that you you know like on on the up and up. I'm the same with the Giants, who also, like the Jaguars, won a playoff game, made it to the second weekend of the playoffs. But I don't feel – I feel like everybody loves the Eagles roster and just feels that Philadelphia can do no wrong, and I don't believe that's going to happen. I do think that Dallas has issues, 
And listen, the Giants cleaned up the Saquon situation a lot earlier than the Raiders did the Josh Jacobs. Uh, they signed Andrew Thomas to a long-term deal. Uh, Daniel Jones, obviously, his ins contract. But you get another season of, of your boy, Kayvon Thibodeau. Their defensive line is good. I like the Giants. And I know there's questions about the what they may have at wide receiver, but you also had Darren Waller in the offseason. I, I really like the Giants this year. I don't know how far they could go, but I think that they will challenge Philadelphia for the NFC East title. So along like those lines of the Jaguars of a team that you like, I uh, I expect more from from the Giants this upcoming season, even though they made I it to the not, I do not. You're not a fan. I am, I am in one of those. They are going to miss the playoffs fields, bro. You were looking and at. Not, and not because they won't be better, right? Is that I think that you can be better and miss the playoffs in the position that they were in. That that Daniel Jones can be better, schedule be a little tougher, and you know, and you not be able to, and you not take people off guard like you did in the beginning of the season when they were. Remember, I said they were the worst six and one team of all time. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. you're not gonna sneak up on on people and there's a little bit of infighting in the locker room and stuff like that and and there have to be seven new playoff teams every single every single year so um you know that's that that's what the nfl has historically done so somebody's gotta go and kansas city and the eagles are not even options if their quarterbacks are healthy like they're 100 going to the playoffs if their quarterbacks start and finish the season so i think that that's the that's the thing that makes it crazy is that there's and then if San Francisco's quarterback situation is okay then you can put them in the playoffs but everybody else is fair game and 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 that may be the the Giants opportunity I just I like him more I like the second year of Brian Dable and him in his system I just think we think they're gonna fall off like I think everybody's no, predicting no, no. the Vikings to kind of fall to falter from what they did last year. And you're right. The Giants, you know, got off to that great start. And I don't know if they, they floundered um, down the stretch, but they did enough to get into the postseason. I just I like their young pieces coming together. And if you can if you can maximize Saquon Barkley, if he's healthy. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be fine. I think Darren Waller is going to do, you know, a world of wonder for them. So do you um, see a world where they can get tech that you feel like, damn, this team got better, but then they missed the playoffs and then are legitimate contenders the next season? That's kind of the way I see them. Sure, sure. I, I you know, it's the, the way that the NFC is, is because there are so few great teams that we think – like, I have questions about Philadelphia, but because it is so top-heavy, I think it's going to be very difficult for Philadelphia to miss the playoffs, to your point. Uh, but outside of San Francisco and Philadelphia, I don't know who we're pointing to to be like, you know, that's that's the next team in the NFC. The AFC, you know, the Chargers could have another great year and miss out on the playoffs because of the great teams and you know, in, in, in that conference. And, and that very much could end up happening. I, I'm also – I'm high on the Steelers as well. I think a lot of people are high on the Steelers, and then they go out and go 3-0, and and there could be a, a trendy pick. But 
I think there is something with Kenny Pickett. I still just remember Mike Tomlin in that game against Baltimore doing the Kenny bleeping Pickett after you know he let him on the, the the scoring drive near the end of that game. And I think that there's something there. I I, I don't know if Kenny Pickett's going to be a Hall of Famer, but T.J. Watt's healthy. When you look at the pieces they have on defense, um, they they should be a lot better. So I, I I jump along on the bandwagon of Pittsburgh being better. I think Pittsburgh's getting a lot of love this offseason. So yes, they are as yeah. they as they should. I, I am bullish on on uh, the Steelers right now. Yeah, they're getting a lot of love. Let's give Monty Bolaños a lot of love as we're live from the TireRack.com studios as she gives us the latest uh, NFL wise. Uh, Monty, any any anybody that you're loving right now as you give us. What's happening today? I did already have to do a fantasy draft, which I don't know why we did it while preseason is happening, but whatever. That's a separate conversation. I, uh, I'm i hoping that the Steelers are are onto something. I did take George Pickens, and I, I'm hoping that he pulls something out, you know, for me. Late it's been a in the highlight draft. reel of this preseason. Yeah, that's for sure. so I'm ho- I had him last year, like late in the season, because somebody I had got hurt, and he was pretty good. Like late in the season, got me you know like 12 points, which is more than I was expecting every game he played. So I'm hoping that the hype is real for the Steelers. You know, I'm fingers hoping. crossed for your fantasy team. Thank you, thank you. Uh, my my uh, my number one pick was Christian McCaffrey. So my team name is Christian Mingle. Heyo. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Thank well you. Done. Thank you. It was, I was like, what am I? Oh, and then it just popped in. Christian Mingle. Anyway, guys, Victor Hovlin ended with back to back to back birdies to win the tour championship, which my understanding, Dan, he is the FedEx Cup champion. Yes, that oh, is correct. So he's taking an $18 million bonus. Whoa, oh, my Lord goodness. Have mercy. I, for real. He Let is- me hold some. <laughs> Right? He ended 27 under par overall. Xander Schauffele still secured that second place. 22 under was his final score, but good for him. In the NFL, the final preseason game does kick off tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, as the Texans take on the Saints, and you can catch all the action on Fox. Earlier today, it was reported that the Dolphins and defensive tackle Christian Wilkins were unable to come to terms on a new deal, so the Dolphins and defensive lineman Zach Sealer agreed on a three-year extension worth a to $38 million with $20 million guaranteed. And the Dolphins also announced good news because receiver Daywood Davis was released from the hospital today after being injured in last night's preseason game at Jacksonville, and he is headed back to Miami. So all good there. In Major League Baseball, one game going on. The Giants have scored first against the Hot Braves. It's 1-0 in San Francisco, bottom of the second inning. The Giants are two games out of the final wildcard spot right now in the National League. The Diamondbacks, they beat the Reds 5-2. Cincinnati now is one and a half games out of the final wildcard spot in the National League. While the Dodgers beat the Red Sox 7-4, to four, Mookie Betts with a two-run homer, number 35 on the season, just like Kyle Schwarber of the Phillies. He hit home run number 35 today as the Phillies blanked the Cardinals 3-0. The Cubs dominated the Pirates 10-1. The Brewers completed a sweep of San Diego, beating the Padres 10-6. They have won eight in a row. They scored seven runs in the sixth inning to take the lead, and they never looked back. It took 11 
seven innings, but the Guardians topped the Blue Jays 10-7. Toronto, three games out of the final wildcard spot in the AL. The Mariners are in sole possession of the AL West, which is a crazy division. They edged the Royals today 3-2, a home run from Julio Rodriguez. The Twins walked it off on a walk against the Rangers 7-6. Two grand slams in that game, Jonah Heim of the Rangers and Royce Lewis of the Twins. And then the Astros dominated the Tigers 17-4. Houston had 25 hits in the victory. Miguel Cabrera did hit career home run number 510 in the loss. While the Marlins edged the Nationals 2-1, the Rockies snapped the Orioles' four-game winning streak, coming out on top 4-3. And the Rays held on to beat the Yankees 7-4. White Sox defeated the A's, if anyone cares, 6-1. And the Mets, they walked it off against the Angels 3-2 as well. And Arizona State is expected, well, no, they are self-imposing a one-year bull ban for the 2023 football season. This decision stems from the ongoing NCAA investigation for alleged violations that occurred under former coach Erm Edwards. That sucks for all the seniors. That sucks. I would hate to be at Arizona State as a senior on the football team. Back to you guys. Thank you very much, Monty. And it's a good yeah. thing that you aren't. You're, yeah. you're with us. Yeah, no, but I, I read Fox that Sports story Radio. and they were like, it was devastating when they told the seniors. And I was like, yeah, man, that sucks. Again, that Jimmy Kimmel Bowl appearance. Yeah, is, yeah. Is, hey, is, I don't like how you trying to play them like that, bro. <laughs> oh, come on. What's wrong with that? That's you don't you don't even think they're going to make a bowl game. They're George. not going to a bowl game, but 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 you but you just sold their entire season. You were like, "All right, the best they can do is the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl." <laughs> Man. <laughs> cold cold-blooded. I'm just I'm saying what's realistic for like it's that that they level. They don't care of bowl. about your real realistic. They are still in hope time. <laughs> hey, hey! I tried to bring up the twelve team playoff if they were to do it next year, and you told me I was ridiculous. So no, they they they're a ways away from making the 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 uh, playoff. <laughs> playoff. I was just try- I was trying to think of what the a lower, you know, a lower tier bowl that would have a tie into the Pac twelve. And so the L.A. Bowl, which was the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, I don't know if it is again this year. That's what came into my head. That's why I thought about it. So, But there will be no Arizona State in anyone's bowl game projections. All right. He's George Reister. I'm Dan Bayer. Hit Monty up at Monty Bolaños. Uh, Monty and I tomorrow in for Doug Gottlieb on Fox Sports Radio. That's so, right. Three o'clock okay, Eastern Monty. time. Yeah. 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 That's Buckle my flex. Up. That's my flex, Georgie. Wow. <laughs> yes. Wow. So we got you for two hours. So we're going we're gonna to have some fun on a, a Monday afternoon. Hit George up at George Reister. You can find me on social media at Dan Byer on Fox. That's at Twitter.com or as they call it now, George X. Okay. Mama, X. mama name him Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Uh, I'm going to name him Twitter. I'm going to call him Twitter. All right. Hit him up on Twitter then at George Reister. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Monsi just mentioned Victor Hovland won the tour championship. Victor Hovland turned me on to the metalcore band Parkway Drive uh, years back when I did an interview with him. And I'm like, oh, let me check it out. Checked it out. Liked a few songs. Wasn't too bad. Uh, it's, it was a, uh, thank Victor Hovland for that. It was when he won the U.S. Amateur in 2018 at Pebble Beach. So I have Victor Hovland to uh, to thank for that we're going to talk some more golf george because i want to get your your thoughts on a dilemma i'm going to propose if there was one thing that you could cure from your golf swing and if you're driving around or your golf game and you play the sport of golf 
I want you to think about this as well. There's one thing you could eliminate and would never be a problem again. What would it be? We'll bring that question and so much more to you next year on Fox Sports Radio. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Challenged him, and this game is over! Lewis Lappy does it again! California, your Little League World Series champs on a walk-off home run! Ah, that was our progressive play of the day, brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. It is Fox Sports Sunday. He's the NFL vet, George Reister. I'm Dan Beyer. Highlight there, courtesy of ABC, Carl Ravich on the call as California, West Region, U.S., however you want to put it, wins the Little League World Series with the walk-off home run against curacao talk about a memory for your uh for the rest of your life that man uh, we george we lost this was 35 years ago about we lost in the second round game when my buddy let a ground ball go through his legs in right field and go all the way to the fence and we lost the game three to two like i still remember that so i can't imagine what it would be like unfortunately for the young kid who gave up the home run but also for the kid from el segundo who hit the home run my goodness i mean what what a memory to walk it off when you can win it all on network tv pretty amazing. oh yeah 
Oh yeah, that's that's something that goes on the highlight reel, dude. And that kid's a tank, bro. He's 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 high school age. He's high school size already. Check his birth certificate. Now you've you've obviously played uh, multiple years in the NFL. You are a standout at Oregon. You know, top recruit going in as a duck. You played at the highest of levels. Is there a moment that you remember from like little league football or baseball or basketball? That like still to this day seems like yesterday. Absolutely, it, yeah. It, it was more like high school where gotcha. just playing on Friday nights and all of that. But yeah. but it's actually been even more with my with my kids, dude. The reason the reason I ask is because your resume is just so much longer than the common person like myself or. Any any guy driving around like you know a lot of us our, our athletic careers ended in high school and maybe even before that so you remember stuff in you know sixth grade or stuff stuff that happened maybe in eighth grade and I just wondered for someone like you who played at the absolute highest level in the National Football League and did so for years that I didn't know if there was maybe like a you know a ten year old George Weister story a ton of, I, I played a I didn't play a ton of organized sports when I was mm-hmm. a little kid. I played baseball for a little bit and then one season of tackle football. But it was for, for me when I got to high school that I really started to step stuff up and started training and practicing and all that stuff. And that was like life changing, bro. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Can't and imagine now going like. through this with my kids is crazy. That's got to be like nine million times more stressful. Oh my god! Yes, <laughs> because you can't go help them, and you know so much more than than them. Like my like my son's a senior in high school now, and going to go and he plays quarterback and going to go watch his games. You're like, whoa! It, it, it it's pretty cool and it's pretty exciting. But then when you understand how many high leverage moments that he's that he's played in it's pretty dope sure sure well that's awesome well memory uh memories uh the last of lifetime today in williams porton the walk-off home run just happens to be our progressive play of the day i wanted to wrap up with this because i know george you like to play a little golf i uh, i love to play the game and there are things that are on social media sometimes that are just they're clickbait or they just want you to interact so their numbers go up. You see it a lot of, you know, fill out this NBA roster with $15, you know, and you have the $5 line and the $4 line, and they, they suck you in with stuff like this. But I saw one courtesy of Golf Digest today, and it's about your golf game, and it says for your next round that you would play, 18 holes, you can only choose one of these, okay? But you would have this for the 18-hole round, George. You can either never miss a fairway, never be outdriven, never hit into a bunker, or never three-putt. So on your next round, if you were to play, which one of those four would you take? Because the responses that I saw on this post were shocking to me. But they would be never miss a fairway, never be outdriven, never hit it into a bunker, or never three-putt, which one would you take? There are only two options for uh, me. And those two options are either never three-putt because 
that means that no matter where you end up on the on the green, you're getting in in, in maximum two. Yes. So, like, that's going to help the score out tre- tremendously. So, like, now you're not even worried about location right. as much. And then I'm with the, you. And then the, the only other tenable option to me is, is, is hit every fairway. But hit every fairway doesn't mean that you hit the fairway at a reasonable distance. Mm-hmm. It just means that you hit the fairway. So then I will go with three putt. Never three putt. I uh, the the responses to this of never hit a fairway. That was the most popular one. That was the and but then your point like the, the those that that contrasted or you know went against it brought up the point that you did. I would go with either the never three putt or never hit into a bunker because my sand game right now is completely atrocious. Mine and is so, too. To the I, point, I, I stay away from all bunkers. Like, yeah, it's I, like, not even like it would it would save me. It would save me. At l- I, I played earlier this week. You know, left two in the bunker on like two you know separate occasions, where it's just like my goodness. And listen, I'm gonna three putt at some point, but maybe one time I'll get I'll get lucky. I would take the never hit into a bunker. I'll figure out everything else. Uh, some way, but I it was it was the bunker or the three putt to me, and I think your three putt reasoning is very good. Where your your score is likely to be the most affected because of that. So uh, so we're kind of on the same train, but keep me out of the sand. I don't need it. I didn't need it this summer, and I don't need it on the golf course. That's for sure. Not even a little bit. All right. So he's George Reister. I'm Dan Byer. Wrapping things up here on Fox Sports Sunday. Get George on social media at George Reister. You can hit me up at Dan Byer on Fox as we are live from the TireRack.com studios. And next week, George, we will have a full slate of college football to react to and an NFL season. We'll talk to you then on Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.